Let's jump into week two of our series. This is uh, Habits of the Heart. There we go. Marvin did a great job kicking it off last Sunday. And uh, he focused, uh, this series is going to focus us on kind of three habits that we can incorporate into our lives in this new year that will help us grow spiritually, um, that will help us connect more with God, that will help us connect more with our faith, that will help us really practice more of our faith. So it's, it, the idea is let's talk about just some basic habits that any of us can do, all of us can do, that will help develop our spiritual life, nurture our spiritual life. And we're going to take six weeks to talk about three habits because each of the habits is a two-part message. So we're going to talk prayer, giving, and worship. And then the way it works is the first week will be about the heart of it. So what is the heart of prayer? Like what is the core of it? What is, what is prayer all about? Or what is the heart of giving? What's the core? What does it mean to be generous? What is the heart of, of worship? What is that all about? And then the second part is the do I have to part of the, the message. Okay, so it's the like, yeah, but do I have to and just fill in the blank. Because if you're like me, when you hear messages talking about spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits, it tends to produce just a little bit of guilt in us. And we tend to hear those messages and start thinking about all the things that we ought to be doing. And sometimes we kind of take it to the ninth degree and it ends up failing before we even get started. Like, for example, Marvin, I listened to his message uh, Tuesday evening. So I was out of town on Sunday, but Tuesday evening I pulled up and I listened to his message. And it's a great message on prayer. He did a fantastic job. But about midway through the message, I was going... I need to be praying so much more. Why am I not praying as much as I? I mean, like, he, it was convicting. That's, convi- that's good preaching, okay? It's convicting, but at the same time, I tend to take it too far. So I hear a message like Marvin's on the heart of prayer, and I go, I'm going to get up every morning at 4.30 a.m., and I'm going to have an hour prayer time, and I'm just going to set it aside, and this is what I'm... And, and that lasts for about two weeks... Two days uh, until I got to stay up late one night and I just say, oh, I just can't get up early and do it this morning. I just don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. Or I hear, a, you know, a really convicting message on giving, which I hope you hear next week. You know, and I'm like, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to give the full ten percent of everything I make this year. I'm going to, I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to start it, and that lasts until about the middle of this month when Christmas comes due. And Visa sends their, their notice and their reminder, MasterCard sends the notice and says, oh yeah, everything you spent in December, uh, it's time to pay up on that. Or I hear a convicting message on worship. And with worship, I'm going to talk about the Sunday experience, like what we do together on Sundays. And I'm like, that's it, I'm not going to miss another Sunday, I'm going to be here every single Sunday, our family's going to make this a priority, we're going to come every week. And that lasts usually until the first long weekend of the year. You know, you get that first long holiday weekend, which is actually this one. And it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll skip this. We'll watch online this Sunday or something like that. You know, like, we'll just skip this one and come back. And um, that's, that's kind of where we're going with is like, we're going to talk about the habit. What's the heart of prayer? Should I be praying? Yes. But do I have to do a daily quiet time? Like, do, do I have to spend an hour every morning? Do I have to spend an hour every evening, you know, in order to do that? Um, should I be giving? Yes. But do I have to tithe? I mean, do I have to give a full 10%? And, and does it all have to go to the church or can it go to other places? You know, um, 
Should I be worshiping? Oh, absolutely. But I have to be here every Sunday. I mean, like, is there, is there times that I can do it with just my family? Or that? So that's kind of where we're going is the, the heart of it and the have to. So we're going to do today's prayer. I get the have to question. Marvin, what he did so good with uh, last week was I didn't give him a lot of information about the series. I just said, you got prayer. Talk about the heart of prayer. And he did a great job because what's the heart of prayer? Relationship. I mean, that's the heart of prayer is relationship. Prayer is about a relationship with God. It's not about making sure you say the exact right words in the exact right way or spend the exact right amount of time. It's just about a relationship with God. When you pray, you are spending time with God. So Marvin was challenging us to spend time with God. But then I get the second part of that question and say, but what does that look like? And how much time should I be doing? Like, how much time do I devote to that? If, if prayer is spending time with God, well, then I need to be doing a lot of that, right? So, like, how do I need to be praying every morning? Do I need to be praying every evening? Should I be praying twice a day? Should I be praying three times a day? Should I be praying before every meal? Should I be having a, a quiet time? And this is the, and I use that language, quiet time, because I grew up in the 80s, and we, we saw this a bunch. I grew up in the 90s, you know, 80s, 90s. We saw this a bunch. This was really, really popular. And I guess to an extent it is still popular. Like on Instagram, occasionally you'll run across the, the quiet time post. You know what I'm talking about? You know, they got the Bible open and the candle and the coffee and just spending my time with God. And so um, with this was so popular when I was growing up. Like it, you, everybody was encouraged, you need to have some type of daily quiet time. I don't know why we call it a quiet time, but a quiet time with God. And we had, I had the Charles Swindoll book, the day by day. You know, he had like this daily devotional and every day there was a devotional and you could read the devotional and you could read the little prayer. And uh, I did my utmost first highest for a little while, Oswald Chambers. I don't know if you remember that, but it had a little daily thing and you could read that. And it, the, the one year Bible. I mean, I tried all of them because I'm going to confess to you something. I'm terrible with daily quiet times. <laughs> And, and, I, and I shouldn't tell you um, because I'm a pastor and, you know, I shouldn't destroy the, you know, people think, well, what does a pastor do all day? Like, you, you must just pray all day because you only work one day a week. So, um, I don't know what, Monday through Saturday, I guess you just pray, read your Bible. I don't know what you do. Meditate. Um, I'm, I'm not good about the daily quiet time. I'm not. I, and don't tell Charles Swindoll. I don't want him to know uh, that, that he's... You know, I'm not doing his book, but I'm just, I struggle with that, okay? I struggle with it because it's just my mind gets going in another direction, and I start thinking about other stuff, and, and I know, like, I hear Marvin's message. I'm like, I, know, I, I need to be doing that. I need to be spending more time doing that, but do I, do I have to? Like, is that something... Is that something that God's Word calls us to do? If we're not spending a daily quiet time with God, if we're not spending at least 30 minutes a morning, if we're not getting up early and spending some time with Him, am I failing to follow God's Word? So that, that's where we start. So, so when I, the, the have-to question, the first question I'm going to ask is, well, what does the Bible say about it? And so I Googled this week, how often should I be praying? And I Googled it because it's quicker than a concordance. But how often should I be praying? How often does the Bible say we should be praying? 
And, of course, you see that it talks about Jesus often withdrew to places to pray. So, But it doesn't really say how often that was. But how often shall I be praying? Here's some verses I ran across. One of them was Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, which says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Just all the time. All kinds of occasions, all kinds of prayers. Be praying. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, you've seen this one. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Some of your translations say, pray without ceasing. And I've, I've heard that one like my whole life. And when you look at Ephesians, you look at Thessalonians, and you're like, they're, they're both kind of general exhortations at the end of a letter, but... Uh, the answer is clear, and, and I read several articles this week. The answer is clear. How often should you be praying? Just as much as you possibly can. Just all the time. Pray without ceasing. All the time, on every occasion. And for, for those of us that struggle with the, the daily quiet time, we're like, uh, okay, how do I do that? Or even if, you do, even if you're one of the people that like, oh, oh, I have my morning devotional time or my evening devotional time or whatever, even if you're one of the people for that rhythm works really, really well for you, still, you read those verses and go, am I doing enough? Is 30 minutes enough? Is 45 minutes enough? Is, you know, is that, is that, am I doing enough? If, if I should be praying like Paul. You find this in 1 Thessalonians 3.10. Paul says, night and day we pray most earnestly. Like I should be praying, should I be praying more like the Apostle Paul, night and day, without ceasing, continually, on all kinds of occasions, in all kinds of ways. And I think we, we go, yeah, yeah, we should. But my, my guess is that most of us, our prayer life is less like the Apostle Paul's and more like jelly rolls. Um, and if you, if you don't know who jelly roll is, I want to introduce him to you, okay? Because I found out in staff meeting this week that two of our staff members had no idea who jelly roll is because I'm, like, I'm preaching about jelly roll. Sunday, and they're like, who? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I've, I've failed you to not introduce you to this great artist. Um, my son introduced me to Jelly Roll. Okay, my son loves music. And every night, he listens to music, and he's got his little iPad, and he, he listens to music every night. And one night, he was listening to this song called Son of a Sinner. I won't sing it for you, but it was Son of a Sinner. And I was like, that's a really good song. Like, that's... Like, son, you're listening to, that's my music. That reminds me of, like, a long-haired country boy. I mean, like, that's, that's my music right there. Who sings that? Is that Tyler Childers, Zach Bryan? Who is, who is that? He goes, oh, Dad, it's Jelly Roll. And he flips around, and I see that picture right there. I'm like, who? And, and there's a little, this is not the album cover, but on the album cover, it's got one of those little parental advisory things. I'm like, let me see your iPad, son. <laughs> you know? And so I take it, and I'm like, I start listening to some of the music. Now, Jelly Roll is a, is a rapper who released a country album. The country album's really good. I didn't listen to much of his rap stuff, but the country album's really good. And then I ran across his next album, which is called Wits Chapel, which is about where he grew up in Antioch, the church, and it's got a lot of kind of religious themes to it. I thought about doing, there's a documentary about him on Hulu, and I thought, ooh, we could do that for at the movies. And I watched the first 15 minutes, and I said, eh, maybe not. Uh, you know, he, 
he, he's definitely a person of faith. He still needs to clean his language up just a little bit and stop smoking other things. Um, and so I'm like, eh, no, we're not going to do that for at the movies. But the album is, so, is really good. And you've probably heard some of it like Save Me. I mean, it's a really, it's songs that are resonating with people. But this is the song that I think resonates with a lot of people. You may have heard it before. I'm going to read you just a few of the lyrics, changing a few words. Um, this is about prayer. I only talk to God when I need a favor. And I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the heck am I, who the heck am I to expect a Savior? If I only talk to God when I need favor. But God, I need a favor. And this is the first uh, line of it. I know amazing grace, but I ain't been living those words. Swear I spend most Sundays drunk off my butt than I have in church. Hardcover King James only been saving dust on the nightstand. And I don't know what to say by the time I fold my hands. And you see why his lyrics are resonating, people, because it's like, that's, for a lot of us, that's the only time we talk to God. I mean, that's, that's when we pray, when we need something, when we need a favor. When we're scared, we pray. When we're worried, we pray. When, when we're facing some obstacle and we don't know what the way uh, of it out, when we've got some kind of news and, and we don't know what to do and we don't know how to respond, that's when we pray. And, and you know what? That's when we ought to be praying. Like that's it. Absolutely. When you're scared, you need to be praying. When you're worried, you need to be praying. When you get news and you don't know what to do with that news, you need to be praying. When you're in a situation and you don't know how to handle it and you don't know what direction to go, you need to be praying. Because, go back to what Marvin said, God wants to be in a relationship with us. So prayer is building our relationship with God. Now let me ask you, for those of you who have kids, when your kids are scared or your kids are worried, or your kids are facing some obstacle, some situation in life, and they don't know what to do, and they don't know which way to go, what do you want them to do? Call me. Tell me about it. And, and, and if, you, if they call me, if one of my daughters and my son calls me like, Dad, I don't know what to do here, I'm not going to say, well, why didn't you call me yesterday? Why didn't you call me last week? You, are you only going to call me when things are going bad? No, what, I, what would a good dad do? A good dad's going to say, what can I do? How can I help? And it may just be listening is the only way that I can help is just listening and kind of giving somebody to talk through that. And I think that's who God, God is, our Heavenly Father, who wants to spend time with us. He's not going to chastise us when we pray to Him because we haven't been doing it enough previously. You see, this is, this is Philippians chapter 4 right here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So when you are worried, absolutely go to God. When you're anxious, absolutely go to God. When you're scared, absolutely go to God and pray. And don't worry about, well, I should have been praying more here. I should have been doing that. Just pray. I mean, that's, that's exactly when you should be praying. And then also figure out when to pray outside of those times. You know, you don't just pray. I, I get, you know, I used to, I still do this. I was going to say I used to. I pray every time before I take off in an airplane, okay? Like, and, I, and I got the same prayer. It's the exact same prayer every time, and it's when we're going down the runway. I sit and wait until they, they speed it up because <laughs> and, and, that's the point of no return. And when they speed it up, I'll say the prayer, you know, God, pray you be with this plane as it flies today and be with this pilot and co-pilot and all this mechanical equipment and pray this 
piece of metal gets us up in the air and gets us back down. And I pray there's no turbulence and, you know, give me peace of mind. And, and so far he's answered the, the get back down safely every single time. I'm still here. The turbulence, you know, sometimes that's an answer. Sometimes that's a yes and sometimes that's a sorry. There's a big thunderstorm in the U.S. and you're going to fly right over it. So can't do this turbulence thing. But um, I always did that forever. I would do that prayer. And then when we land, it's like, okay, thank goodness, and go about the day. And then it hit me, I, I need to do a prayer at the landing, too. You know, I don't just need to do a prayer at the beginning when I'm kind of scared of what's going to happen, and I don't know what's going to But when God pulls me through that, I need to do a prayer at the landing, too. So now I've added a prayer at the landing. When the wheels finally touch down and the brakes go on and you kind of feel yourself going forward, it's like, Okay, thank you, God, for bringing me through that. You know, <laughs> thank you for, and, and that's kind of, that's life. I mean, that's what, we, yes, we need to pray when we're scared and when we're anxious and when we're worried and we're confused and we don't know what direction to go, but we also need to pray in those other times as well. And it doesn't have to be a 30-minute daily quiet time. For some of you, that's going to work. I mean, for some of you, that's just the way you're geared, that's the way you're wired, and it's going to work. For some of us, it's like, I, don't, I can't concentrate on anything for 30 minutes. Like, there's the, I just can't do it. Well, then don't feel guilty about not being able to do it. Just, just start with a prayer. The way I've always interpreted this passage right here, uh, that pray continually, is, is rather than thinking about it as this specific block of time, just start the day with a prayer. And it may be first thing when you get up, it may be when you get your coffee, it may be when you're walking out the door, it may be in the car on the way to work, or on the car on the way to drop off the kids to school, or whatever it is, you just start the day with, God, go with me today. That's it. I mean, that's, that's all, God, go with me today. And you may continue that prayer throughout the day. It may be that you're picking up a phone call to make, make a difficult phone call, work call, you got to tell somebody something they don't want to hear, so right before you pick it up, God, be with me as I talk to this person. Pick up the phone and talk to this person. You know, um, you got to stand up. I mean, I, I usually pray a prayer right before I get up here. God, be with me as I, as I preach today. It, it doesn't have to. What I'm saying is we, prayer doesn't have to be something that we make difficult or we make legalistic. It can happen anywhere, anytime. It doesn't have to be in a church. It doesn't have to be on a stage. There's not a, an altar that we have to go to to pray. If, if prayer is spending time with God and we believe that God's Spirit is with us at all times throughout the day, always, it's just acknowledging His presence throughout the day. That's what it is. And it may be that I pause and take some time and, and really concentrate and really spend some time in prayer with Him. It may be that it's, it's quick. It may just be multiple times throughout the day. You know, I kind of compare it to the nourishment. Prayer is kind of that nourishment for our spiritual soul. And just like our physical soul, I mean, we're talking about food pantry. You know, i got to have food to survive. Sometimes I sit down and have a good, relaxing meal. And it's, you know, it's, it's an hour. And it's, you know, you just spend this time. And you just got to. And sometimes it don't work. You know, sometimes it's just a quick meal like that. But both meals are nourishing me. Right? Because I'm... I'm I'm feeding myself physically, and that's nourishing me. And prayer is kind of that feeding ourselves spiritually, spending that time with God. And, and you just don't, I guess the easiest way I can say this is, don't overthink it. Just do it. Just find a way to spend some time with God. It may, you may, the Charles Swindoll book may be right down your alley. The one-year Bible may be right down your alley. I'm giving a shot uh, to the uh, Book of Common Prayer this year. 
I just thought, well, why not? I'm, I'm a little bit Anglican at heart. And so I'm like, I'm just going to give it a shot. And so I'm trying to use the Book of Common Prayer and just pray through those prayers. Maybe it's something like that. Do you know on the Bible app, um, if you download that Bible app, you can do a verse of the day. And it'll just send you a verse of the day at whatever time you want. 7 o'clock in the morning, it'll send you a verse of the day. That could be your prayer. Just read that one verse. If you're not used to doing the 30 minutes every morning of prayer, don't start with 30 minutes. Start with a minute. Start with two minutes. You know, there's reading plans on the Bible app as well. But there, there's, there's, don't overthink it. Just do it and just look for ways that you can incorporate into your life the habit of spending more time with God. Not just when you need a favor, but throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout our lives. So that's my encouragement to you today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with a word of prayer. And... Um, <clears throat> And those of you who haven't listened to Jelly Roll are all going to listen to that on the way home. I'm not endorsing all of his music. I'm not endorsing all the words he chooses. But uh, you can learn something from the guy. And he he actually just testified before Congress about fentanyl use, um, which is a really powerful testimony. If you go watch that little five-minute video about him uh, testifying about fentanyl use before Congress. So anyway. Uh, let me say a word of prayer for us. Next week, we're going to get into uh, to giving. We're going to talk about the heart of giving, and then we'll do the two-part thing with giving as well. But let me pray for us. Father, I pray that uh, you would go with us today, that as we leave this place and we go back to our homes, that we, we remember. You always go with us. I, I, I pray something that you're going to do anyway. Um, I guess what I'm praying is that we would be more Uh, cognizant of that we would recognize that you are with us and I pray you help me to do that and you help all of us to do that just to 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 recognize that you're with us and to do that by by praying to you in any occasion in all kinds of occasions in all kinds of ways and and continually throughout our day and and week as we go about this life that we live so uh, so be with us and go with us in the name of your son Jesus we pray these things amen